We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. We got an NFL podcast here for week 13, 10 games, last week of bye weeks. Um, so last week of 10, I, I say last week, I know Christmas week, there's some wonky slates. So I think we might have a 10 game main slate on Christmas Eve, but joined as always by my buddy, Keith Eister, eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Week 13 already, man. We're starting to, to get towards the end of it. Playoff pictures starting to come into focus here. Um, of course, we've still got NBA going on as well. Wild slate on Wednesday night. Embiid getting ruled out after lock. That's that's always fun times in the NBA streets. So crazy one in the NBA. And then Phil, the Philly stuff that a lot of people jumped on. Like Tobias Harris was one that, that crushed me. I had so much Tobias. Maxi didn't get there either. Um, the Philly stuff didn't really come through even though Embiid was out. So Managed to hang on to a small profit in NBA. Uh, last week in NFL was not not a good one for me. I feel like I got a ton right on the slate, but just not quite enough. Kyron Williams, he, he really smashed. Um, Mike Evans was my highest own wide receiver. That worked out really well. Uh, had a bunch of other stuff right. Just couldn't put anything together and ended up being a down week for me in the NFL. So I had Williams on my main team. Um, I had a lot of exposure to him on DraftKings and – I was up, I think I was up $7,800 um, when the Philly-Buffalo game ended the fourth quarter, um, and I ended up making $200. It was, yeah, that, that it was overtime. wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not even overtime. The fourth quarter was wild. That game had just been so, like, blah the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, that fourth quarter and the overtime happened, and, like, a lot of people got there. But, like... I had a good team, man. I had Evans, I had Pittman, Tank Dell, Derrick Henry had two touchdowns, Williams. 
Um, Broncos defense against Cleveland, they scored like 16 points. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I mean, my team was, was phenomenal. Um, I had a really good week. It, it could have been a really great week. I'll take the profit. Um, I crush props though. Like I had a really, really good prop week and pick them week. I was, I, I tweeted this out. I don't know if you saw it. I was a half a yard away from Baker Mayfield passing yards away from a plus 900 single game parlay, which would have been fantastic. Um, so Baker got 199. The I took it as alternative passing yards at 199 and a half. <laughs> and it was the only thing that didn't hit. So that kind of stunk. But I had a, a six for six on prize picks, which was really nice. And there was a lot of the stuff that we had talked about on the podcast last week um so uh we crushed our pick em plays and props last week on the podcast my six for six was cj stroud over passing Minshew over passing warren over rushing which he barely got there but he got there <laughs> um ford over rushing Pittman over receiving and evans over receiving so a lot of the stuff we talked about on the podcast last week um it was it was nice like our pick em play that we gave out last week we had Henry, Devontae, and Pittman, um, and that that hit like a three pick power play as well. So, um, no pressure on us, but we had a we had a really good week last week in the morning grind game. So we gotta gotta keep it going here. Interesting slate. We were talking about it pre show. Um, a lot of games to be excited about, and a lot of games that just stink. Um, some potential weather throughout the United States this weekend: um, cold, rainy, all kinds of that you know, fun stuff. So we'll definitely be relying on Kevin Roth and um, seeing what he has to say throughout the week, but we're not going to worry about weather. This is a first look podcast and we're going to break down what we like and what we don't like. Let's get started here. Chargers and Patriots 39 and a half total. Oh, it's up to 40 and a half, 40 and a half. Uh, Chargers still a five and a half point favorite. Let's start here with the Chargers. What do you like here for LA? Yeah, not not one of my favorite game environments out outdoors in the Northeast. Definitely, as we get nearly into December here, we we're paying attention more to the weather. Um, the fact that the totals rising is interesting. I'm I'm not sure exactly what's driving that. Maybe a change at at quarterback potentially for New England. Um, but we'll we'll get to that side in a second. The, this Chargers offense has so much upside. I think you have to have some interest, even if the weather's bad. Keenan Allen has had an awesome season. He's my immediate look. Like Eckler's been down a little bit. Um, obviously, they lost Mike Williams, and they're just they're banged up overall on offense. But Keenan Allen has been the one the one solid here. He's nine K, and I don't love the game environment, so I'm not sure that he's going to be a priority for me. I know there's definitely going to be one nine K guy who's a priority for us on this slate. Um, looking at the value stuff, like Quinton Johnston's been been pretty terrible. Um, I don't think I can go there. I think I would go to Guyton over Quentin Johnston even. Um, maybe Gerald Everett at, at the tight end position. It's a rough tight end slate as well. So not not a ton of interest overall, but Keenan's in play. I'm just not not sure how many 9K roster spots I'm going to have left after we get, get done with Tyreek. Um, Guyton is a, is a value play. Maybe Gerald Everett is a tight end. Yeah, Keenan Allen has the highest target rate in the NFL this season, 31.8%. Um, New England, they have been phenomenal against the run, and especially recently, their defense has gotten healthy. They're only allowing 82 rushing yards per game over the last five weeks. Um, one of the best in the NFL. I think they're fourth best in the NFL in that span. So tough spot for Eckler. You know, he's obviously someone that can get it done out of the backfield. He's like 
the number two wide receiver on this team, um, you know, with Mike Williams out. Love Allen if he plays. If Allen's out, we will have to look at some of these valuing guys, but it doesn't sound like it's like a miss a game type injury for Allen. Um, and Everett, you're just really relying on a touchdown. And he does score a bunch of touchdowns, um, but you're, that's what you're relying on with Everett. He's not going to go out there and get 10 targets. So there might be better tight end plays. But like you said, you know, when you're looking at a, a tight end slate that doesn't have Kelsey, that doesn't have Andrews, um, and I'm, I think I'm Hawkinson. So a bunch of the big tight ends out here. I'm trying really hard not to sneeze. I had to sneeze and I like, <laughs> I, I kept it in. Um, I'm winning right now. So yeah, I mean, tight end is kind of weak this, this whole, whole slate, but I mean, New England's actually been really good against tight ends this season. So like, you're really depending on really depending on Everett to like score a touchdown more than anything else here. Um, and, and like, it's possible, but yeah, New England's done a good job against tight ends this year. Uh, let's talk New England Patriots. Um, are we finally done with Mac Jones? Like, are they are they finally done with him? Um, when you can't get the d- job done against the Giants and you throw a couple picks against <laughs> the Giants, like, it might be the end of your season. Um, it sounds like Zappi's going to start. He's 4,800. The Chargers defense is atrociously bad. I don't necessarily want to play Zappi, but, I mean, I don't think we can necessarily overlook him parker's 3300 juju's 3200 if douglas misses this game um i know he's in concussion protocol he did not practice wednesday if he misses this game and borns on the ir like we could we could make a really cheap double stack here for new england um but the guy that i think i would have the most interest in here it pains me to say it but it might be like a guy like juju like you know, this like cheaper wide receiver that gets a ton of targets, um, played a ton of snaps. I don't know. Um, maybe they rely a lot on Stevenson and like he's the play that we should be looking at here, but I, I don't love anything for New England. I, I just I like the pricing. Yeah, they are super cheap. I'll give you that. But I don't know that we can trust Zappy to play a full game, even if he gets the start here. Like they've they've done some stuff with Malik Cunningham. There's been some whispers about him as well. Like I just don't feel good about a quarterback starting and finishing the game here. So while they are all really cheap, I don't think I can trust that that one of them plays four quarters. So I'm out on the quarterbacks. Um, The receivers, it's Douglas if he plays. He's probably not going to, being in concussion protocol. I don't think I can do Juju. There's just there's not enough left there. I don't see what the what the upside is. Like he'd have to catch like eight to ten balls and find the end zone. I just I don't know that I trust him to do that. Parker had a decent game, five targets for him last week. Maybe he's the guy. I think there's a little, at least a little bit more upside with a guy like Devontae Parker. Still doesn't feel great uh, with their quarterback situation. Ramondre is the guy that's most comfortable. Um, he ended up actually getting a little bit of steam last week and was fairly popular and performed really well in that great great matchup with G- the Giants. Another good matchup for him here. Has a great role out of the backfield. Um 20 attempts, 20 rushing attempts in two straight games. So I, I think Ramondre is is the answer if you're looking for a piece of this offense. Um, the tight ends are cheap too, but Hunter, Hunter Henry has just completely disappeared. Zero targets last week. I mean, and, and Douglas left that game with the concussion early too. So I don't think I can do the tight end thing. It's, it's probably just Ramondre and, and Parker would be the receiver I'm looking at if I was going that route. Yeah, the tight end situation is a mess. 
Um, it, Thornton, like, this is a second round pick from last year that just hasn't, you know, panned out. Um, but he did play the most snaps he's played all season last week in that Giants game. So he could get a bump here. Um, oh, if Douglas ends up sitting and like Thornton probably has some time with Zappy on like the second unit type wide receiver stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of upside there, but I'm with you on Stevenson. The more I think about it, the more, um, I think you just take some shots here on Stevenson. You probably take some shots on the chargers defense as bad as new England's offense has been this year for sure. All right. Up next, we got Atlanta at New York facing the jets 34 total in this game. Yes. 34. Uh, Atlanta is a three-point favorite, and yeah, let's talk Falcons. Um, you got to beat the Jets on the ground. You know, we're we're seeing really positive signs for Bijan Robinson over the last couple weeks. Um, caught a long touchdown, just a phenomenal pass and catch. Really, um, I think it was like 25, 26 yards. It was just a, it was one of the better passes that we've seen from Desmond Ritter. Drake London looked like a wide receiver one last week. Um, got seven targets, looked good. I hate the matchup um, here against these corners for the Falcons. I really think that maybe some tournament shots on Bijan, but I kind of like the Jets to win this game. Yeah, I think it'll be a competitive game. The Jets defense is definitely going to keep them in it. I, I don't have faith that, that Ritter can run away in this spot by any means, so... Um, I don't hate that call at all, but Bijan is finally getting the role that we've been begging for him to have. Um, 16 rushing attempts, six targets out of the backfield. Last week, 22 rushing attempts, two targets a week before that. So, like, that's the, that's the volume that we're looking for out of the first running back taken in the draft. One of the best prospects we've seen come out in a long time. So, Bijan has that role. I hope, like, it should not go anywhere. Tough matchup. Like you said, you, the, the best way to attack the Jets is on the ground. That's the way that Atlanta prefers to attack anyway. So I think Bijan is actually a, a really great play in this spot. Um, price tag's coming up a little bit. Jets' defense on the other side is tough. But if he's going to get 20 opportunities, uh, with, and some of those are, are going to come in the air, I, I think Bijan's a great play. I'm pretty much yeah, I, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Because the rest is just ugly. Um, it is a bad tight end slate. So if you want to have Pitts and Janu in like your large field build, if you're building 150, um, sure. But I mean, we saw Janu not even get a target last week. So I would definitely prefer Pitts if I was going to do that. But yeah, I'm not going out of my way to do it um, by any means. Let's go to the Jets side of this game. It sounds like Boyle's going to start again um, from what we've read. Good for them. Uh, I mean, Wilson's been awful. Not saying that Boyle wasn't bad, but like Wilson's just been. I honestly, I, I, I definitely prefer Boyle because at least like he was like, hey, hey, I'm gonna find Garrett Wilson and get him the ball. Um, I mean, the Jets are awful. You got to attack the Falcons by the pass. I like Garrett Wilson in this spot, and I don't hate Conklin. I think Conklin is okay tight end play at three K. But Wilson is my main target here. Not going too crazy. This game has a 34-point total for a reason. I like I like both defenses in this game. Yeah, definitely with you on the defenses. Um, it would be Garrett Wilson if I was targeting a pass catcher here. Um, I don't think I'm going at, after Brees Hall in this spot in a tough – like Atlanta's run defense has been pretty good. Um, and the, the whole offense is piloted by, by Boyle. So 
like I, I just there isn't there isn't much to love here. Uh, Garrett Wilson for for the uh, target volume would be the only thing. Hall's banged up too. Yeah, I think he's dealing with like a hamstring. Um, that's not what you want to see on running backs. Like even if Hall ends up sitting, I don't think I'd play a lot of Dalvin Cook. Um, I just don't think Dalvin Cook could handle for full workload. What a fall, man! Forty four hundred, and we're just we're completely out on him. Even if he has the whole backfield, like that's it's wild. But I, I'm totally with you. He has not been efficient this year. He just he looks totally washed. Yeah, and like I mean, Brees Hall has been fantastic. So it's like he really hasn't deserved to come off the field and like Dalvin Cook get more carries. So depending on like what value opens up on the week, if Hall ends up sitting, maybe we get to Cook a little bit. He's just so cheap, like four or five catches out of the backfield type cheap. Like, so I don't want to like say I probably won't play him, but it depends on like the value that we have for the week. Like we're getting later in the season. We get less and less value when we get this late into the season. So um, we'll see how, how it kind of plays out here with the jets running backs, but we're not excited about it. That's for sure. Uh, Colts and Titans, 42 and a half total here. The Colts are one and a half point favorite here on the road in Tennessee. Let's talk Colts offense first. Pittman is the real deal. Um, Gardner Minshew is getting the ball to Pittman and it's fantastic. And he's 7,100, which is expensive, but it's almost not enough. Like this guy is putting up double digit fantasy points on a weekly basis and not scoring touchdowns. Like he has a touchdown last week and he scores 30. So I mean, his role is just way too, way too big right now not to be interested in playing Pittman, especially against a pass funnel defense like Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you buried the lead a little bit here. Jonathan Taylor out. Zach Moss is 4,600. Why is it that every chalk running back that falls into the lead role this this year goes against Tennessee? Like, we had it like three weeks in a row earlier this season, and now we've got Zach Moss at 4,600 with the whole backfield. and He smashed this team earlier this year, too. Yes, he did. Um, Zach Moss is going to be the highest owned player on the slate. He's just, he's way too cheap. He's been awesome this year. Um, just when we thought he was going away, he kind of burst back onto the scene a little bit last week, got a, got worked back in. Um, but now Jonathan Taylor is out for a couple weeks, and Moss is going to be the guy here. So I think he, that's good. going to be good chalk. It's not the greatest matchup in the world, but like you said, he smashed him earlier this year, and he's just so cheap, and the role is – like it legitimately could be 90% of the backfield touches. Uh, I don't think they trust Sermon at all. Um, and then there's just really nobody else behind him. So it's it's going to be the Zach Moss show on the ground. I love the Pittman call as a pivot. He's one of my favorite wide receivers on the entire slate. We've been using wide receivers against Tennessee all season long. Um, don't love that this game is outdoors, but Pittman has a massive role. Minshew has has proven that he's going to lock onto him at, for double digit targets every, pretty much every game. So Pittman, an awesome play. I think you can look at Josh Downs as well. Uh, he's his price at fifty one hundred is not ideal, but he got thirteen targets again last week after disappearing for a couple of weeks there. So um, like the the volume can be here, and if like keep an eye on the weather. Obviously outdoors, it's not like the coldest part of the country, which is nice. Um, so I don't think the weather will be too much of a concern, um, but don't love that it's outdoors. The, through the air is how we want to attack it. And since the running back is going to be one of the chalkiest of the entire slate, I'm very interested in the, in these uh, indie wide receivers for sure. What are your thoughts? I'm just curious on your thoughts because Moss is so cheap. 
could we pair Moss with Pittman and not play anybody else from the Colts? Like, I don't think you have to play Minshew because Moss is so cheap. Um, and I don't know if you necessarily have to run it back with anybody from Tennessee um, just because of the roles that we have for these Indianapolis guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially just the way these two guys operate. Like, I think Moss has as good a touchdown equity as anyone on the on the slate, and Pittman has double-digit target upside. So on DraftKings particularly, where Pittman can get there through volume on full-point PPR, like, I, I think that's totally viable. It's just it's basically just a bet on the indie offense, and it's a really condensed offense as well. Um, I, I think using Moss and Pittman together is totally fine, without even without Minshew. All right, um, Tennessee side of things, we don't know who's playing quarterback yet. I mean, we should start with that. Levis dealing with an ankle injury. Um, I assume they'd start Tannehill over Willis if Levis can't play. Um, which, I mean, I don't think it matters too much here, but let's talk about um, this offense. Like, where the Colts have really struggled recently and this season is just on the ground – And Derrick Henry had the matchup of all matchups last week. We talked about it on the podcast, and he had a good game. He did not have a Derrick Henry game. And now I'm just like, is it not possible for Derrick Henry to rush for 150-plus yards anymore? (laughs) Um, I mean, like, he had 18 carries. He averaged 4.2 yards per carry. He had two touchdowns. He was gifted a touchdown on one of them because they got tackled at the one. Um, Spears is still there. He's not going away. I mean, I don't know if I want to play Derrick Henry coming off of two touchdowns, but I, I do think like this is a price that he's still playable to, you know, get those touchdowns. I, I mean, they're going to hand the ball off to this guy if they are inside the five. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. I will say the biggest risk for me this week is game script. Like Derrick Henry's not going to get those 18 carries in if they're trailing. Um, they probably need to be down by two scores for him to completely go away. But that's part of the reason why we love not, not just the matchup against a really bad rushing defense in Carolina, uh, but also the fact that we felt like Tennessee could play with a lead. I feel like Indy is the, is the better team here. Um, I, I like that side once we get to the betting portion anyway. And playing playing from uh, behind is not a spot that I want to play Derrick Henry. The price has come up a little bit to 6,800 now. I'm, I'm probably out on this. I think I would play Ty J Spears over Henry. Um, don't feel great about that either. He doesn't have a, a huge role, um, but I, I'm not playing Henry. I do think you can take some shots on Hopkins, um, depending on not, not if Willis is a quarterback, but if, if Tannehill is, or Willis or Levis is in there, um, Hopkins is viable at 6,100, a guy we've seen just garner a huge target share before, um, but not, not overall excited in this, this Tennessee offense very much um, out on Henry. I think Hopkins would be my look. All right, I'm going to throw one more name at you, game script-wise. Uh, Burks at 3,400. He's back at practice Wednesday. Um, he's still in concussion protocol from what um, I've read, and he's been out since the beginning of November. But if he were to come back in this game, we've seen him have some upside, especially with Tannehill at quarterback. Um, we really haven't seen much of him with Levis at quarterback at all. I think Hopkins is the main run back option here for Tennessee. I'm with you hundred percent. I agree hundred percent, but I just want to throw Burke's name out there. Cause he is so incredibly cheap at 3,400. And if he's healthy, I assume that he'd go right back into that 
wide receiver two role. I don't necessarily love a Kongwu here. I think the matchup's okay. The game script could be where he gets five, six, seven targets. Um, he's just not a huge touchdown guy. Like they're going to look at Hopkins in the red zone or they're going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry or Spears is going to be a guy that potentially scores from outside. But um, I think this is a spot you run back. If you're going to run back anything with Tennessee, um, DeAndre Hopkins would be the guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the the Burks call. Um, like you said, we haven't really seen him with Levis. He did have a couple of decent games with with Tannehill. So, I mean, he's okay searching for value. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, like right now we have him projected for seven point two fantasy points. It's not terrible. Touchdown puts him in in that like fourteen fifteen range. Fourteen fifteen for his price is phenomenal. So. All right, Detroit at New Orleans. I like this game a lot. 46 and a half. This game opened at 45 and a half. It's up to 46 and a half. Detroit, a four and a half point favorite. Let's start with the Lions. One of my favorite plays this week is David Montgomery, assuming that he's okay. I know he's dealing with like a foot injury, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, In the Dome, which is nice, the Saints have been atrocious against the run recently. You know, they are 22nd in DVOA against the run. Over the last five weeks, they're allowing the most rushing yards per game at 168 rushing yards per game. I think this is a spot you could take shots on Gibbs and Montgomery. Obviously, St. Brown could cook in any matchup. I don't know if Lattimore is going to be back yet. I haven't. I always look at defensive injuries on Friday. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Lions? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to have interest here. Uh, New Orleans is is very banged up. I'm not sure on the defensive injuries at this point yet either. Um, they are very banged up at the wide receiver position also, which we'll get to. I, I like the Lions to play for, with the lead here, and that means I'm, I'm looking at the ground game. Uh, I love the Montgomery call. Like As much as people want Gibbs to happen, Montgomery is still going to have a role in this offense. Uh, 6,500 is about right, I think. Um, he probably needs two touchdowns to pay off at that at that price, but I think he's very live for that. Um, he's still going to have that Jamal Williams type role from last year that we talked about. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets multiple carries inside the five yard line here. So um, Detroit being away is generally a concern for Jared Goff, but at least this one's still indoors. So I, I don't have any concerns about Goff being um, outside of the dome at home because they're going into one down here in New Orleans. Um, so you can always play Amonra. Gibbs is, is very much in play as well. Like he just has that big play potential. You mentioned New Orleans struggles against the run. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I prefer Montgomery. I feel like he's going to have the bigger workload and he has more touchdown equity. So I'm, I'm on Montgomery with you over Gibbs. Uh, St. Brown, just a volume guy you can always play. Should see double digit targets in this spot. Probably don't get to much else. Laporta is, is, is in play, um, but he's expensive. And I don't know. He probably has as much upside as anyone at the position. Uh, I'm not sure how often I'm paying up for tight end on this slate. Like there is value at the running back position. There's some cheap wide receivers too. So, so maybe I ended up getting to a fair bit of Laporta, but I think I'd just go up to St. Brown if I was, if I was looking for a, a pass catcher here. Yeah, I will say, um, I did not realize Lattimore got put on the IR. So that is a huge bump um, to the passing game. Lattimore is a shutdown corner. It's been as good this year, but the other one that I'm looking at here, um, Jordan is is questionable um, with Turner already out. I mean that the run defense might be really banged up here. Um, you know we're going to talk about the 
the offensive injuries and like potential guys being out. But I, I think this is a spot we want to attack. Like I think Jared Goff is playable. Um, we don't play Jared Goff very often, but I think Jared Goff is is okay in this spot. I think that if you're not playing like a Montgomery or Gibbs and you're just hoping that like Goff throws for three, he's on the list of potentials. I mean, like they have a 25 point implied total, which is one of the better ones on the entire slate. Um, so, I mean, that's just something to note when looking at this game. Let's go to the Saints side. Um, I do want to mention that like, Miller, the running back, is questionable here um, before we get into the wide receivers. So, Lave limited in practice Wednesday, which is good for concussion protocol. He has a chance to play. Um, Shahid hurt his thigh. He's very questionable. Johnson left the game for a little while, um, but he ended up returning, and he's not even on the injury report here Wednesday. So, we'll see uh, if he's back. And the other thing that I read earlier today was the center is banged up and he's one of the better centers in the NFL um, McCoy. So that could potentially hurt this team. Um, Pro football focus has him graded as the fourth center in the NFL. So could be hurtful for Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr's cheap. Any interest here in the saints? Yeah, I mean, you have to keep an eye on on what happens with these wide receivers. If Olave and Shahid were both to miss, like we're talking about a minimum priced wide receiver one here, um, because Michael Wouldn't Thomas Kamara just be IR. like the number one guy, like Kamara or like Taysom or like Johnson. I don't know if I, I don't know. I am so I think, on the I fence think Kamara about like had Harry. A, yeah, I mean, Kamara would definitely have a, a legitimate chance to catch ten balls if both were to miss. Um, A.T. Perry has a little bit of like prospect pedigree. I, th- I think he's an okay target. I think he would be the guy that I look to. Like Bowden is more of like a like a slot hybrid. Like he's they've tried him out at running back. Other teams have done that as well. Like he's not going to be a lead wide receiver type. Um, Perry has like the body type. I think where he could catch a bunch of passes in the spot. So Perry would be the guy. Uh, Kirkwood is involved or would be involved in that situation too. I think he had three targets last week probably the next man up type situation. Um, I, I think I would rank rank them Perry, Kirkwood, Bowden in that situation where both Olave and Shahid were out. Um, but, I mean, I feel like Detroit's going to come in here and control this game, and New Orleans is going to have to throw if they want to keep up. So if we're if both the, the two big wide receivers are out, there should be some volume here for some 3K guys. I think you'd have to have some interest. Uh, it's in the dome, which is like it matters this time of year even more than it did a month ago. Um, so I I'm, I would be taking shots on these New Orleans guys. I totally agree with your call though that the Kamara we would have we'd have to give a big boost to, and Jawan Johnson at, at 3400, another guy who could ca- catch a bunch of passes, and then Taysom is always in play just because he he has so much touchdown equity and they u- use him in so many different ways. I'm I'm always good with some Taysom Hill, so. Definitely keeping an eye on this situation. I think it's maybe the most interesting game of the week. Yeah, and, like, there's been some injuries to this Detroit defense. So, like, they started the season phenomenal. They've been uh, dealing with some injuries. So, like, I, I could see. there has been really suspect here lately. Yeah, I mean, well, they're missing, what, Gardner Johnson's hurt. Um, oh, man, there's a couple other guys that are hurt that I, was it Mosley or something like that? I can't remember. He's one of their corners, um, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're missing a couple of pieces on this defense. Um, 
and I think a linebacker got hurt last week too. Um, anyway, but yeah, the Detroit defense where they've been really good to start the season, they had a couple really good matchups to start the season too. But I mean, this is a defense that's beatable. I have interest in the Saints. Um, it's just really going to come down to who's in, who's out for my interest to be to be able to be like pinpoint where the interest is going to lead to. Like Alave was one of my higher own guys last week in tournaments, um, and he didn't kill you. He scored twenty one p- points before leaving that game. But he, Derek Carr is getting him the ball, and they're attempting long long passes. And I mean, he just has so much upside. All right, Arizona at Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 41 and a half total in this game. Pittsburgh, a five and a half point favorite. We'll start with the Cardinals here. Um, any interest in Arizona? It's tough. Um, like they just, they haven't really gelled with Kyler back yet at this point. I mean, I'm still interested in Trey McBride. I, I just love that, that role. Another nine target game last week. If he, if he finds the end zone in these weeks, like he's smashing. We've seen him put up over 20 points multiple weeks. He still has the same role. So definitely going right back to Trey McBride. The wide receivers, like Marquise Brown is so cheap again. 12 targets last week, and he still didn't do quite what he, what he needed to. Like he's got to find the end zone. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to keep chasing Hollywood Brown. Greg Dorch has been really impressive. It's hard to ignore the role at this point. Um, another nine targets for him. That's 17 over the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, but like six of those targets were garbage targets. I just want to – listen, I played him last week. I just yep. want to point out the fact that like a lot of those targets were like throwing the ball out of bounds and he was close to it um, targets. That's all I'm going to – I just wanted to point that out. And they're not going to be down the field either. It's going to be a Wandale Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster type of role where he's catching a bunch of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. Um he found the end zone last week. I mean, if that's going to be in play, like I, I think six to eight targets is very much in the range of outcomes and not just throwaway targets either. Like I, he's going to be involved. I He's shown talent. His touchdown catch was incredible. Um, and he's a little dude. And then I don't know if you saw this or not, but I his, did. his celebration, he gave him the too small, um, which I thought that was just hilarious. Down um, by like 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's Dorch over Rondell for me. Like I, I, Rondell is a guy that we want to make work, but he, I think he's, he's like playing the Michael Wilson role on the outside and he's not built for that. Like he would do much better in the slot where Dorch has been getting all the volume. Um, so Dorch over more for me, but they're, they're cheap enough. And the volume is going to be there. I think Pittsburgh can play with a lead in the spot. So they're Arizona's going to have to throw it again. Um, I'm, I'm still interested in, in Arizona pass catchers. What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? 7k um, price has come up, not the best game environment on the week. Right. Um, only ran the ball one time last week after 13 times in his first two games back. Did get a rushing touchdown in that game. He scored a rushing touchdown now in three straight games since returning. Um, rushing upside wise, I, I think like he's okay, but like seven K, I, I feel like makes it a lot tougher because like now we're nine hundred dollars off of like Tua, we're twelve hundred dollars off of Hertz, and we know those guys are capable of thirty plus in their matchups, and we got guys that are cheaper than him, like Sam Howell. We'll talk about him. I like him a lot this week. Um, so. I'm just on the fence on Kyler. Like he's on my list that I had put down already. Like he's a bubble, like fringe play for me in large field tournaments. I was just curious on your thoughts on him. 
yeah, I think a little bit overpriced for the game environment is my initial lean on it. The the pass catchers are so cheap. I feel like it's a situation where I play the pass catchers for value. Um, like Hollywood Brown, like he could see 12 targets in this spot. And if he catches a touchdown and that's the only one that Kyler throws or he catches two of them and Kyler doesn't run for one, you just don't need a 7K Kyler Murray. So I'm interested in the pass catchers, but I don't think I'm getting to Kyler in a tougher matchup at 7K. Feels like just a little bit too much. It's kind of where I'm at. Like I said, he's really fringy for me this week. Um, yeah. Let's talk Pittsburgh. Hey, they 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 looked way different last week. New play caller, and um, I think it was the first time Pickett threw for 250-plus this entire season. Um, and he did it on, like, 24 completions, um, which I thought was crazy. It was the first time since week one against San Francisco that he had completed more than 20 passes in a game. Uh fantastic matchup for Firemuth. I, I know he's coming off of a monster game. He draws another fantastic matchup. Arizona is terrible. Um, and like I was reading a thing like he destroyed the seam um, against Cincinnati. If they do that again, they're going to destroy Arizona because they're really weak in the seam. Um, so really like him. We don't have projected ownership yet. I have a bad feeling he's going to be chalky. Um, but I mean, I think I eat the chalk on him. We talked about Najee and Warren last week. Najee, 99 yards in the touchdown. Uh, couldn't get one more yard. Uh, Warren still had a role. It's a split backfield, man. Like You could easily make a group in your in your 20 to 150 entry max and like zero to one these guys and hope you get the yep. touchdown. Yeah, love that call. Love the Fryermuth call as well. I I think the massive price increase, like he was 2,900 last week. He's up to 4,300 now. Maybe that scares a few people off, but I, I totally agree with you. He should be priced at 4300 Um, I don't know where his role was at the beginning of the season, but a guy who had a very nice season last year, like he's he's a talented tight end. Like there, there are some receiving chops here. It, it wasn't surprising at all to see him go for over 100 yards uh, last week. If he's going to have a similar role, doesn't even need to be that great, but like he had 11 targets. If we can get six to eight out of him, I'd pay 4300 for that against the Cardinals for sure. And then the backfield's the other thing I definitely wanted to touch on. It's going to remain a split. Like, I know people want Warren to take over, but Najee Harris is still there. I think that Harris has more touchdown equity. Warren probably has more big playability. So I just want pieces of both of them. So I, I yep. love your call. Like, just you just hope that you find the one that hits the ceiling game. I definitely wouldn't play them together. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in both of them. Give me either one. I will say I'm a little interested in De- Deontay Johnson as well. Uh, the targets, he still has the target share in this team. Um, he had eight targets again last week. And it pains me to say it. I might play a little bit of picket this week at 5,100. Arizona has just been atrocious defensively. I, I don't want to because I don't think the game script is the best. But I could see Pickett throwing for two touchdowns and like 200 to 250 here. And he's always someone that could pick up a few extra yards on the ground. Um I don't love it, Keith, but I don't really love cheap quarterbacks this week, like just in general. And I always will build some lineups out with some cheap quarterbacks. There is one cheap quarterback that I really like that we're going to talk about in a few games um, that I, I could see having a big game. I so. played Minshew before I played Pickett. We, did, we didn't talk about Minshew much, but I think I'd I have another guy. 200 more. I have one more. I got another guy. Okay. I have a theory. 
Miami at Washington, 49 and a half total in this game. Miami, a nine and a half point favorite. Um, the Dolphins are just going to absolutely crush in this game. And I'm a Dolphins fan, and I hate to say it, but I mean, Washington defense has been awful. This is a spot where they're not going to be able to slow down Tyreek. And like Tyreek, questionable Wednesday, whatever. Um, he's going to play. <laughs> this dude. He hurt his ankle, and he said, tape that thing up, and I'm getting back up there. Like, yeah. he has one goal this year, and that yards, is to maybe. break Calvin Johnson's <laughs> receiving. Um, and he is on pace to do it. Like, you know, so, listen, Tyreek is the best wide receiver play on the slate. Don't overthink this. He's expensive. We have a ton of value. We've already talked about. Tua's in a fantastic spot. Mozart, if he plays, he's in a good spot. I know like he's dealing with like an ankle knee injury. We want to see him play. If he sits, I probably don't play Wilson. He is really cheap at 4,600, but I get it. Um, I, I guess Wilson would be, he would probably be in play, right? If, if Mozart ends up sitting and A-Chan doesn't play, I think we'd have to play Wilson oh, yeah. at 46. Yeah, definitely. With yeah, Ahmed on the the IR as well. Yeah, he'd be the only guy left. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I I re retract my thoughts on Wilson, but yeah, love the spot for Tyreek. Um, like we Tyreek is having a fantastic year, but it, I mean it's overshadowing Waddle. Waddle's having a good year. Like he. He has almost 700 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Like he has upside even with Tyreek. So it's an expensive double stack, but I could see double stacking Tua with Tyreek and Waddle um, and, and winning all the money here. Yeah. I mean, the the Vic, uh, the, the Dolphins are the, the best team of the week for sure. It's an awesome spot against Washington here. Tyreek, the best play on the slate by a mile. Take all his alt overs. Like this is a great, great spot for him to pad those stats. And he's mentioned multiple times that he's he's going after that 2,000-yard mark. Um, and like you said, on pace to do it, this is a, a nice way to uh, help him get there a week earlier maybe. Like 200 yards for Tyreek in this spot would not surprise me. Um, love love the Waddle call as well. I think he's going to be the forgotten guy. Uh, Tyreek is certainly going to be popular with having the Moss value at running back. There's some cheaper wide receivers. We don't have to worry about paying up for tight end much this week. So I, I agree. Tyreek is going to be popular, but deservedly so. The running back situation is really interesting. Um, definitely keeping an eye on the, the injury report. I feel like Mostert is much more of like a veteran thing on a Wednesday. So keep an eye on that. If he's in there, he's very interesting. Achan's the guy that I'm, I'm really interested to see if he could make it back because I think people are going to be terrified of what he did to them last time when they tried to jump the gun on him and get him the first week back from an injury. Nobody's playing Achan at 6,900 in this spot after he burned a bunch of people in a great spot against the Raiders uh, a couple weeks ago. So I, I would want to play some Achan for sure. I just think the guy is an incredible running back and has legitimately one of the highest ceilings on the entire slate. So give me some Achan if he's active. Um, if both of them sit, Wilson is too cheap and would have too good of a role to ignore he would, I think he'd be right up there with um with Zach Moss for for top running back on the slate if both of them happened to sit. Yeah, I think Mo I think Moser ends up playing for what it's worth. Yeah, I he, do too. he had the same with tag last week. So yep. um other side of this game, great game script potential for Washington pass game. Um they should trail in this game. Sam Howell, sixty two hundred. Miami's pass defense um has been better 
but they've been just fantastic against the run. Their last five games are allowing 58 rushing yards per game. Uh, and a lot, and you know, some of that has to do with they've been putting up points and you, you have to start throwing the ball more. I like Sam Howell um, at 6,200. McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, all in play. Curtis Samuel is like the best kept secret when he's healthy. Uh, I mean, this guy at 4,100 is a top value play on the slate. Like he has such an incredible role and we just haven't had him healthy over the last, you know, five games. So I really like Samuel. He had a monster game on Thanksgiving slate. Uh, we talked about him on that slate a lot. So, um, yeah, I like Samuel. Love McLaurin's price at 5,500. Yeah, I'm so, so in on the Washington passing attack here. Sam Howell might be my favorite quarterback on the entire slate. I love the Curtis Samuel call. I'm completely with you there. He is way too cheap for his role. Uh, we've seen him earn targets in this off- offense. We've seen them design plays for him, uh, screen passes and, and rushing plays, ends around, things like that. Uh, they want Samuel involved. He's an explosive playmaker. I don't even hate running Howell naked or correlating him with Tyreek and, and Waddle. Like that's that's a way to save a little bit of money down from Tua. You get the upside of the Miami passing attack from the wide receivers. And Howell is a guy who's not afraid to spread it around. So I would try to include like a Samuel um, or Logan Thomas at tight end is for cheap in that build too. I think that'd be totally fine. Uh, but if you wanted to correlate Howell with Dolphins wide receivers, I'm completely fine with that. I think it's very viable this week. Um, the, like Dotson, I know has been inconsistent, but I think he still has upside at 4,600. And McLaurin loved the price at 5,500 as well. So all three wide receivers, a, a little bit of interest even in the tight end, Logan Thomas. Uh, but Sam Howell is, is my main target here. Yeah, Howell is such a nice discount from Tua that you could play Howell and two of his wide receivers with Tyreek and just hope yep. that it works out that way. Um, so I, I am I am very much on Washington in this game. And, I mean, in large field tournaments, I think you could take some tournament shots on Antonio Gibson this week. I think they're going to get behind in this game. They like to use him out of the backfield. DraftKings play only. He's 4,500. I could see him having like a five catch, 50 yard and a touchdown game and going like 15, 16, 17 fantasy points, which is fine at 4,500. And if Moss doesn't smash or play them together, I, I just, I think that Gibson is another like pairing that you could play with the expensive Miami guys. Um, because like, I mean, Tyreek is 9,600. It's not easy to fit Tyreek in there. It's not easy to fit Tua in at 7,900. You could play Tua, Tyreek, Gibson, and then one of the pass catchers, um, whether it be whoever, pick your poison. I mean, any three of these guys have upset. Sam Howell, just keep chucking, man. Just keep chucking. I love it. I, highest pass rate in the league. It's been insane. Like, they yeah. just don't care. He, they're just going to let him chuck it. Love it. Robinson's been in fantastic matchups, and they have still chucked it. So the fact that this is a really bad spot for the running game, I think they're going to chuck it. So, all right, Carolina at Tampa Bay. We got a 36.5 total in this game. Tampa, a 5.5-point favorite. Uh, Carolina says, I'm out. They're they're done. Um, they have fired their head coach. Um <laughs> I did not realize the Denver game got flexed to one o'clock or I wrote it down wrong. We'll go back to that one in just a second. Um, Looking at the Carolina side here first. 
I am. This is my narrative and my theory, by the way. Um, this is the spot. I have a theory and a narrative that they're going to throw the ball 40 plus times in this game. Um, <laughs> Bryce Young is going to throw the ball 40 plus times in this game. And it's a Tampa. You got to beat them in the air. We, we've talked about this all year. You got to beat them in the air. They're allowing 286 yards passing per game. Second most in the NFL. Second most over the last five weeks at 315. You have to beat them through the air. Bryce Young comes out chucking at 4,900. That's my theory for you this week, Keith. Oh, man. I like it. The coaching change, I can get behind it as well. Um, we all know who Stevie's. What do they have is. to lose? Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I hope that they don't try something like this because I'm loving my Bears with their, their pick sitting number <laughs> one overall. They better not start winning some games now. So I hope they don't try anything. Just right out the end of the season, take your L's. No big deal, but. We all know who Stevie's uh, highest on wide receiver is going to be this week. I think if if this is his, it's his not going to be Thielen. Oh, <laughs> he burned me so much last week. I probably will play some of him. Um, don't get me wrong, but I think we we look at Jonathan Mingo um, at thirty three hundred. I, I think like this is a, a uber talented young player. His target share continues to rise. I, I think Mingo uh, just he's so cheap. He's thirty three hundred. Like. Chark is so cheap as well, but I think Mingo has the big play upside. I, I think he's the guy that we're looking at pairing with some of these expensive players we like on the slate. All right. I, I was not expecting the Carolina take. I like I like the angle here, be, and it's because we know that Tampa Bay is a is a pass funnel. Like you, They're not going to be able to run on them. Carolina it does not have a ton of success running anyway. Miles Sanders is not a great back. That was a pretty bad free agent signing. Chuba's been better, but just they they don't have a ton of success on the ground, so I think your theory makes sense here. Like if they're ever going to do it against the team, Tampa Bay is a team that makes a ton of sense to do that against. They're all cheap. I, I will give you that. It's not comfortable by any means. Um, I do like the Mingo call. I, th- I don't think he's going to catch the ownership um, that some of these that like New England could have some cheap options. Um, who else? We talked about the Cardinals guys. I think Mingo's going overlooked in this spot, so I like that call quite a bit. Um, he, he's his role seems to be growing and now we've got a regime change here. So who knows? Anything is up for grabs here. Um, we could see all kinds of different usage. Love the mingle call. Um, I, I probably won't have as much as you, but I'm, I'm on board with this, with your theory here. You don't even have to play Bryce young to play Mingo though. Um, yep. because he is just so cheap. And like, I, like I said, his snap snaps have gone up. His targets are going up six targets at least six targets in three straight games i mean that's enough to take some shots on at 3300 like a touch he's a touchdown away from putting up like 15 plus fantasy points in one game um and like i don't know like so much stuff has been said in the media this week like i feel like bryce young just has a point to prove this week um so and like what's the point of not letting him try at this point i mean you haven't scored 20 points in a game since miami week six um so I'm just saying, I, I like Bryce Young. I've already taken his um, passing prop this week. Um, I talked about this on scores and odds. It's at like 195 and a half. I'm taking, I'm, 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 I'm in. I'm in on Bryce Young. He's 4,900. Like he throws two touchdowns at this price and he crushes. Um, so we'll see how it pans out. But, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm playing 50% Bryce Young. I, I just want to make that clear. I, I just, I will be overweight on the field on Bryce Young because he's probably going to be like 2% owned and I might end up with like 10 to 15%. 
Um, that's really it for me as far as Carolina. Like the tight ends are like Hayden Hurst is still in concussion protocol. Um, Tremble's dealing with like a hip injury. Probably one of the reasons that we uh, that I just keep going back to Mingo. Um, and I and I don't hate Thielen here because he is capable of big stuff. But coming from someone that just missed out on um, advancing in the Scott Fishbowl by two yards, um, Thielen was on my team and had one catch last week. So I, I'm on Mingo. I, I like Mingo. And this is a great matchup. Tampa is bad against the pass. Let's talk about the Bucks in this game. Baker Mayfield, um, he he's another guy that I don't hate, but I love this spot for White. He's 6,300. His role is just phenomenal, and the Carolina Panthers are awful against the run. Game script proof, whether they get down, whether they get up. Um, I, I think White's one of the best running back plays on the slate. Yeah, completely agree with you there. Um, he's just too cheap. He has a great role. He gets a ton of carries. He has a great role out of the backfield. Totally game script proof, like you said. Um, and the Carolina defense, it's why we were on Derrick Henry last week. Like, If they're playing with the lead, White should get plenty of uh, carries. If they happen to fall behind uh, because Carolina comes out with a new coach and plays really well, White's going to get work out of the backfield. So love that call. Not on the pass catchers as much as I was last week. Um, loved the matchup for Evans last week. Now we've got a price bump. And I just I don't think that Tampa Bay really needs to push it here. Like they're, They should control this game. They're at home. Um, I don't mind Baker because he's cheap. I just don't know how much I'm going up to Evans at, at 7,700. Uh, would probably try to even save money down to somebody like Trey Palmer's had a decent role. Another five targets for him last week. He's near minimum price or Kate Otten at, at 3,200. I think, I think it's a, a, like we've talked about a little bit already, a tight end slate. You can mess around and do some weird things on because you don't have to worry about the ceiling as much with, with like guys like Hawkinson and, and Kelsey off the slate. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The the flip side here is taking some shots on Tampa Bay's defense. I know I talked about Bryce Young. Um, Tampa Bay defense has been getting after the quarterback. They've been sacking people. They make big plays. Um, they their prices had their prices at thirty six hundred on DraftKings, which I wish was a little bit cheaper. But I, I think they're another defense you could throw in the mix um, on this slate. And again, I still like Bryce Young. All right, let's go back to that Denver-Houston game. Um, when I, I, I don't know why I wrote. Does this game originally at 4 o'clock? I wrote this game down in my 4 o'clock slot, so I don't know if it changed or not, but it's a 1 o'clock game now. Um, 47 and a half, and I could have just looked at something wrong. Houston, 3.5 point favorite here. Let's go Denver first. Uh, Houston has really struggled recently with the passing uh, attack. 
I am very much interested in the wide receivers um, named Cortland Sutton in this matchup. <laughs> I, I mean, he's 5,400. He has such a huge red zone role. This is a guy that scored a touchdown in five of his last six games. He had five straight going into Cleveland last week. I think this is a great spot for Sutton. And like they just because his volume, he doesn't get a price increase. So I like Sutton. I think Russ is okay. I like Russ in games that like he's going to use his legs, and I could see this game being very competitive. So I think this is a spot you could play Russ. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Denver? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to target this game overall. It's just it's difficult to figure out how to do it, especially on the Denver side here. I think Russ is in play. It's in a dome. Um, we've talked about how weather could be a factor on this slate. So. Oh, yeah like games in warm weather and in domes in particular, I definitely want to have some exposure to love the Sutton call. Jerry Judy is really cheap and they're going <laughs> to beg me to play him. Like that's why I laughed when you said name Sutton, because I thought you were going the Judy angle as well. Like 4,700 Judy, like, I mean, he was a first round pick one of the, like had an awesome uh, profile coming out of college. Like this is a legitimate prospect and just has never found any, um, uh, hasn't been comfortable with Russell Wilson at all for whatever reason, but I'm probably going to keep chasing it just because he's 4,700 and he's, and he's in a game environment that I love. I, Mims I, is banged up too. Mims is dealing with like a hamstring. Um, so hamstring injuries for wide receiver, especially a guy that like lives on big plays. I mean, I don't think you're off too much here on Judy. Like, especially if you're, if you're playing Russ and you want to double stack Sutton Judy, it's a cheap double stack. Yeah, it, it really is. And I mean, I'm I'm probably going to end up on some of it. Be just like, I'm not touching the, the running back situation because like Javante has been getting the work, but he hasn't been explosive. The efficiency has been lacking. P. Ryan is still involved. Uh, they'll mix McLaughlin in as well. So it's just, it's a convoluted backfield. I really want the passing attack here. Um, Sutton and Judy. All right, Denver. Denver's defense has been playing fantastic recently um but really quick (laughs) yeah so they just played against cleveland terrible quarterback situation dobbs very fresh in minnesota they shut down josh allen Uh, kudos to them um i don't remember if there was weather in that game and they they played really well uh, against um patrick mahomes in that game um so like they've shut down Big time quarterbacks. They've obviously won some cape, cupcake matchups as well. CJ Stroud is eighty one hundred, and he has just been absolutely cooking. Um, we've been on this now for weeks. Um, I, I might jump off price wise for Stroud. I still like Dell and Nico. Uh, gosh, it, it's so hard for me to want to jump off CJ Stroud just because this guy has just been smashing. I see this game as a competitive game. I think Houston wins this game. Ah, oh, man. Um, love, 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 love Dell and Collins, uh, assuming that Tank Dell plays with the calf injury. But, yeah, man, um, I, I think we, we keep going with Houston. I'm just worried about Stroud's price. Yeah, it, it's really tough, especially with as well as, as the Denver defense has been playing. Uh, it's hard to want to get to these Houston guys. Like you want to get to them because they've treated us really well over the past six weeks or whatever. Um, CJ Stroud is just bawling out there. Tank Dell is just bawling out there. Like there's so much talent on this offense. It's a 
young, exciting, talented offense. So I want some exposure. It's in the dome. They're they're a little expensive, and the Denver defense, I'm not going to lie, does does concern me a little bit. Um, I I think I'm more apt to mini stack this game uh, with like one Denver wide receiver, one Houston wide receiver, or I think I I think Singletary's in play. Um, that like Dell and Collins have just shown off such an immense ceiling. I think you have to have some exposure, even though the prices are a little bit uncomfortable now. I do want to talk about Singletary a little bit because he kept his role for the most part. Um, even with Damian Pierce back, um, like Pierce worked in a little bit, but Singletary was still out on out there on the field way more. Uh, got seven targets out of the backfield. Uh, he only had six rushing attempts, but it, it's a game that they were just throwing the ball a ton. Like they barely ran it at all. If Singletary is going to have the passing game role in a, in a trailing game script and like ideally he has the uh the the majority of the rushing share even if it's split a little bit here 5900 i think it the denver denver is more beatable on the ground i have slight interest in in singletary as well yeah i was quickly trying to pull up um their report from last week but um, yeah snap snap share was heavily i don't know the exact number but heavily in the favor of singletary the the rushing attempts were close it was five for pierce and six for Singletary. Like I said, they just didn't run the ball that much. Um, but Singletary was out there more. I, pro- I should have had those numbers on me. No, you're good. So Singletary played 81% of the snaps. Yeah. Pierce played 19. Um, so I think I'm with you. I think I have slight interest in Singletary. A um, lot of good running back plays this week. But I, I think the price is – and, like, he had such a large role um, out of the backfield in his catching ability last week that – I mean, game game script proof from what we've seen. Um, yep. And he's looked really good. Like, and Pierce I mean, has looked really he bad. A ton of yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, that doesn't that doesn't hurt the situation um, when you're thinking about it in the aspect of like Pierce has not looked good at all this whole season. So and Singletary has. So. Yeah. All right. Football game of the week. Like just pure game. DFS-wise, eh. 49ers at Philadelphia playing the Eagles. 47.5 total here. San Francisco, 2.5 point favorite. This game should be phenomenal. So sick of Philly 4 o'clock games. Um, they, they've <laughs> crushed my soul. All right, let's talk San Francisco here first. Philly, uh, best run defense in the league. I mean, one of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, what are we doing with Christian McCaffrey? Because he's not a normal running back. Uh, first of all, he's Indeed. 9K. I think this is potential George Kittle week, and we are very limited on tight ends. I could see Kittle having a big game. I could see Ayuk having a big game or Debo having a big game. I think the passing attack is my first lean, but it's so hard to just not play Christian McCaffrey because he's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is part of that passing attack. That's the problem. That's why he's not a normal running back, like you said. Yeah, but he's 9K. I- ah. Yeah, but they could be playing from behind, and he, he could be catching yeah. ten passes. I I have interest in McCaffrey. I mean, the the conversation between him and Tyreek is a very close one. I lean slightly to Tyreek, but McCaffrey is a very close one B for me on this slate. Uh, I I really love this spot for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't know. I I feel like either either they're just going to come out here and roll Philly, or like if they're playing from behind, like McCaffrey's ceiling is still just as good in a trailing game script as well. So. I think McCaffrey is my favorite of of the big four, like skill guys. Um, Purdy is definitely in play at, at sixty one hundred. 
if San Francisco gets behind, they're going to have to throw it a ton. I love the Kittle call. Um, figuring out IU Samuel and Kittle when they're all healthy is always tough. Um, but I, I agree. I like your call there that Kittle is – this might be the Kittle week. Philly has really struggled uh, over the middle of the field. They've been bad against tight ends. They've struggled outside wide receivers as well, but def- um, tight ends have crushed them this year. So I like the Kittle call. I think I'd rank them Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel this week, but it's it's always a tough one. Yeah, don't um, don't the Eagles play a lot of man? Like I'm looking it up really quick. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they play a lot of man, which potentially helps Ayuk. Right? Like that's the we play Ayuk against man. Play yep. Debo against zone. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Debo Debo smashed last week against a zone heavy team. The, the week before that, he he had a down week against zone for the first time in, in a long time. But he did he did redeem himself last week. Sometimes it's just that simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's it's as good of an explanation as any that we have, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still impossible to figure these two guys out. All right, uh, Philadelphia side of this game. I mean, Jalen Hurts in this type of game just has so much upside. You know, he had a terrible first half and finished with 36 fantasy points last week. He's expensive. I think the conversation, if you're paying up, is Tua or Hurts um, with no Patrick Mahomes on the slate. Hurts has so much touchdown equity upside that, like, I think it's Hurts over Tua. Just because like Tua doesn't run. I mean, they don't want Tua to run. And Hurts, half of his game is running. So I, I lean Hurts over Tua, top-end guy. I like Devontae and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's had a couple down weeks here. I think he gets back on track this week. Tough defense. Don't get me wrong. Tough defense. But, um, I mean, they're a little banged up on the defensive side, too. Like, we're getting to that point of the season where teams are banged up and, like, the numbers are very skewed a little bit. This is going to be a, a, a really good close football game. For sure. Um, like, you, you touched on it, the rushing stuff. Like, Hertz looked like a outstanding rusher for the first, like, just in the open field. He looked much better than he had the last couple of weeks. And if he has that rushing upside back, 14 rushing attempts last time, like for a couple of weeks there, all we were getting is the tush push stuff. Now he's actually like scrambling a little bit. They're designing runs for him again. The knee, the knee must be feeling a little bit better. Um, he's still not 100%. Like he's, he probably won't be for the season, for the rest of the season, they said. Um, but he just, to the naked eye, looked better last week. Um, and that, like, that, are, that just raises what's already an enormous ceiling. He has a rushing touchdown in all but like two or three games this season. Um, just anytime they get down there on the goal line, and it seems like they do that more than any team, like they just always end up inside the five somehow. Nobody they don't score from a long ways out. And then it's just it's hurts just running, just getting pushed into the end zone. Um, so that that raises the ceiling. Add in the fact that like San Francisco is just a really tough t- team to run on to begin with, and scrambles from hurts might be just an extension of the run, running game design runs from Hertz might be a way that they get the running game going a little bit. Um, I don't know. Ma- massive spot here. Tough, tough matchup against the Niners, but a, a game that like, like both of these teams want to prove and, and that they're the, the cream of the crop in the NFC going for that number one seed, like should be all out here. So I, I think that Hertz is definitely one of the top quarterbacks on the slate. Um, it, if Goddard makes it back, it's going to make, 
like playing wide receivers tough. Um, he did practice on Wednesday. I don't have a lean whether he does make it back. The fact that he's practicing, he did not practice on Wednesday. He didn't practice. I thought I saw that he did. No, non-participant. Still, he does have a chance to make it back this week, though. I think. Yeah, Um, he he is closer to returning. Um, with the broken, what is it? He had a broken forearm, I think. Yeah. Um, that that would kind of take Devontae back out of play for me. He was one of my highest owned wide receivers last week. He's been really good without Goddard. But it was the AJ Brown show before Goddard got hurt, so I, like I would probably just find a, try to find a way up to AJ Brown. It, it's just it's going to be really tough because I know I, I want to play Tyreek, I want to play McCaffrey. Finding room for AJ Brown in there is is really difficult. Um, Derek, I'm sick. I've been sick for like three or four days, and I absolutely hate it. Um, podcasting sick is the worst i'm blowing my nose i'm sneezing i'm coughing and i have to mute my mic a lot and i absolutely hate it um but yes he said uh (laughs) it's like it looks suspect (laughs) i was blowing my nose um and my nose is driving me crazy like my left nostril won't stop and it just yeah it's the worst for podcasting but we're still here um i'm with you on goddard coming back potentially hurting um Devonte and AJ Brown, maybe it helps AJ Brown. <laughs> He's been worse with Goddard out. Um, I, I don't know. I I like both of these guys. I'm gonna get exposure to everybody on Philly in the passing game. Um, if Swift plays, I don't necessarily love him here. If he's out, Gainwell's 4500. He would be okay, but I, I just I don't even know if I'd play Gainwell with all the great running back plays that we have on the slate. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we finished it out. Cleveland at LA taking on the Rams, 39 and a half total in this game. Rams, a three and a half point favorite. This afternoon slate is awful. I just realized that I have to do afternoon expert survey. So I always look at the afternoon slate. I thought the Houston game was on the afternoon slate. I thought it was really good. This three game afternoon slate is awful. All right. Um, get as many players from the 49ers and Eagles and figure it out from there. All right. Cleveland. They're bad. They're really bad. Um, DTR concussion protocol did not practice Wednesday. Joe Flacco (laughs) is expected to start if DTR cannot play. Sign me up. Hear me out. Sign (laughs) me up for for Amari Cooper if Joe Flacco is playing this week. Um, I actually like... DTR has has fallen in love with Njoku, so I really want DTR to play so I can play Njoku at 4,100 because his target share with DTR at quarterback is just phenomenal. Um, I like Njoku regardless this week. But, yeah, I'm not playing Joe Flacco or P.J. Walker or DTR or Ford unless Hunt sits. Uh, Hunt was did not practice Wednesday with the groin. If Hunt's out, um, I would definitely play some Jerome Ford just because, like, he's really good. He just doesn't get a lot of work. Um, so I would definitely have some Ford. What are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to, like, 
if DTR doesn't play and it's Flacco, I'm going to have a real struggle getting there. Like, when's the last time Flacco played a game? Did he play in one last year? He might have. He so. might have started one, but it's been All a while since we've seen this guy, and he's he's approaching forty. So, man, I'm struggling struggling to get there. Um, and this Cleveland defense is really banged up too, so it's not as bad of a spot for the Rams as it otherwise might have been. I love the Njoku call. I'm on board with that. I can definitely play some of him, no matter who's a quarterback. He's cheap. Played five uh, games been... last year. Flacco did? Yeah. Why am I forgetting that? Week okay. one, week two, week three, week 14, he only threw three attempts. So he played four games. He threw for 307 yards against Baltimore and Cleveland, 285 against Cincinnati, and then 149 against um, – he was the sixth highest scoring quarterback against Cleveland in week two last week, last year. All right, then. Flacco for Flacco, baby. <laughs> he threw four touchdowns last year against Cleveland in week two. That's why Cleveland's like, we need this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm playing wide receivers. Like, Moore is cheap, but, like, he's just not doing anything with his targets. Um, so I, I like your Cooper call if I was looking at a wide receiver. Just I'm going to struggle to get to a wide receiver in this spot. I think fine with Njoku. Would be fine with Ford, too. Especially yeah, if it's out. Only like Hunt. Yeah, only if Hunt's out. Yeah. I will say, like, Cleveland has a good pass block. But Joe Flacco's a packet passer, pa- pocket passer. Like, I think he bumps the wide receivers a little bit. Like, from from PJ Walker and DTR. I think he bumps That's the wide fair. receivers a little bit. Yep. Um, Elijah Moore is 3,500. He's had at least seven targets in three straight games. He's really cheap. Um could be another potential piece here, but I think the Rams are get up in this game. I think it's a good game script type of game for Cleveland. Like you said, the defense is banged up. Like this is a defense we love. We 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 are very much on how good this Cleveland defense is, but they're very banged up um, defensively. Um, I wish I would have noticed that last week because I played way too much Cleveland defense um, for as much as they've been banged up. So. Looking at it, like Garrett's questionable. Um, Conklin's out. Teller is a guard for the offense. Maybe they're getting some people back here because it doesn't look like as many people um, hurt as last week for the defense, but it's it's also Wednesday. Miles um, uh, Garrett, did you say him? Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the biggest one. He's one of the best defensive players in the entire league. Like him being out alone is is noteworthy. Garrett sits. That's a bump for Williams here. Williams has just been phenomenal when he's been on the field yeah. this year. Um, 7,200 coming off of a fantastic game. Cleveland, number one DVOA um, in the NFL. They just, I mean, they where you have to beat Cleveland is through the through the ground. Um, they don't give up any passing yards. I'm, I'm off of Cup and no, no. Oh my gosh, Puka, Puka, Nakua. <laughs> Man, I yeah. Anyway, um, second podcast, a <laughs> lot of stuff, a lot of names, way, way past my 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 thought process. Put, um, putting in the OT today, Stevie. Yeah, putting in something. My wife woke me up at 1.30 today. She's like, time to get up. Um, took, took a little NyQuil last night after the podcast was over. Got like the most sleep I've gotten in like probably six years. Um. Let's talk Rams. I think I'm out on the passing game. I could you could sign me up a little bit for Williams, um, unless he's going to be popular. But I don't know if he's popular in this matchup. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the Rams? Yeah, the passing game is, is tough because, I mean, Cleveland's got a, a great secondary, um, the great pass rush as well. If Garrett's out, that that obviously hurts. Um, but Cooper Cup has just not looked right uh, since injuring that, I think it was the ankle. I don't think I can play him until I see it from him again. Even before the injury, like he just wasn't as productive. Puka has been uh, dealing with an injury as well. I th- I would be Puka over Cup for me, um, just to save a little bit of money. But I'm not terribly interested in either. Uh, I'm not ch- chasing whatever Tyler Hegby did last week. Congratulations to him. Um, did you Did just, you know what happened? What? So someone in the someone in the media told McVay that he hadn't had a touchdown to a tight end this year, and then Higby comes out and scores two. Yeah, yeah that's just incredible. Like, yeah. It's, the, it's announcer, like, the announcers were talking about it in the game. I was watching the game, and they were talking yeah. about how, oh, look, you tell McVay he doesn't have a tight end touchdown this year, and look, now he's got Tyler two. Higby has two. <laughs> yeah, so just I, listen. It's all, it's all announcer media BS talk, but yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I still I don't trust the role. I'm not buying it. Like I don't see that happening again. Um, so I'm basically out on the Rams passing game. Two two did have a nice game, like caught a long long pass um still only had three targets though so probably probably not chasing that in this tough matchup it's it's kyron williams man he's he's looked awesome it's a night and day matchup compared to what he had last week but the rule is still there for kyron williams 16 rushing attempts six targets out of the backfield like this is a guy who was playing like 85 90 of the snaps before he went down with the injury they said they were going to take it a little easy on him i mean 22 opportunities that's that's not really taking it easy on him so i'm i'm still in on kyron williams even though the price is up the matchup isn't great uh but definitely monitoring these uh browns defensive injuries also because i I do think this could be a better matchup than the public perceives yeah if the if cleveland comes back with some of these guys being out um defensively i think you could fire up the cleveland defense at 3100 here against the rams all right morning grind game and then we will get out of here. Like I said, we got a little bit of pressure on us. We had a really good morning grind game last week. Uh, if you haven't already, join the morning grind DraftKings contest. I posted it in the YouTube chat. I'll try to remember to tweet it out. I'm terrible about it. Also, subscribe to YouTube. Hey, help us out. There you go. All right, quarterback for 300-plus passing yards this week. I am going to eliminate to a... And I think that's it. I think I'll just eliminate Tua because I don't think that's fair. All right. Fair enough because I'm going to the other side of Tua. Sam Howell is going to be chucking it all over the yard. Uh, Washington's going to be playing from behind, and they are not afraid to let Sam Howell drop back 40-plus times. Uh, he's going to do it in this game, and I think he gets over 300 yards chasing Miami. I like that. I'm going to go to the Dome and say Jared Goff throws for 300-plus yards this week. Because I really don't love quarterbacks that are going to throw for 300-plus yards this week. I mean, it's as simple as that. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. It is Wednesday night, Thursday morning now on the East Coast. Um, We don't have ownership yet. Give me someone you think will be low-owned that you got for a touchdown. Can I say the lower-owned Pittsburgh running back is the one that I want? (laughs) um Najee Harris was worked out for me last week I I, he's not going anywhere I know people want Jalen Warren to work I don't think people want to play Najee Harris still uh a phenomenal matchup against Arizona we just saw Kyron Williams nuke this Arizona team 
one of these Pittsburgh backs is going nuts. I'm going to have both of them. Uh, I will have more of whoever's lower owned. Do you think Singletary's low owned here? Yeah, I, I do. That was my and original Zach, thought too. Zach Moss is going to have immense, like fifty percent plus, maybe maybe pushing sixty percent. Zach Moss. <laughs> Moss is one of the highest projected point players on the entire slate, and he yeah, is and he's under five k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think any running back outside of him is going to be terribly chalky. Like people are going to play McCaffrey for sure. Uh, people are going to play a Miami running back, depending on who that is. Uh, we'll see. I yeah, I'll go. I'll go little... Singletary. I'll go. Yeah, Singletary. I, I think he's low on. All right, um, quarterback, wide receiver for a touchdown. Uh, Tua to Tyreek, <laughs> since you wouldn't let me take him for three hundred <laughs> yards. <laughs> I, I can find up. another one if you want. No, to it's this fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I'm gonna go Bryce Young to Jonathan Mingo. That is off the board, my friend. Would you expect anything else? <laughs> um, wide receiver for eight plus targets. Uh, give me Michael Pittman. Pass funnel defense against Tennessee. Minshew is locked on to him. He's, he's had double digit targets in most of his games this year. Yeah, just I mean, this guy's target share is is phenomenal. Um, so I get get on board with that one. Um, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. I really don't necessarily love the game. But I think Garrett Wilson just continues to get peppered with targets in this offense. Um, he's had at least eight targets in every game but two this season. Um, tight end for a touchdown. Tight end is awful. Let's take Kittle and Laporta off the board and make it a little bit more fun. All right. Um, this New Orleans receiving core is pretty banged up. I'm going Jawan Johnson. I think he could have a pretty big pass catching role here in this game, especially if one of or both. Olave and um, Shahid miss. I go to the Muth, the Fire Muth. Um, I just, I mean, I know he's going to be popular, but I love the love the matchup. Like this is, I I don't think last week was a mistake, and I, I think this is another spot that they can get the ball to the middle of the field with their tight end, and I think they're going to try to take advantage of it again. Defense for ten plus points. I'm going Atlanta Falcons outdoors in the Northeast. Tim Boyle at quarterback. I like their chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna go Chargers. I, I know the Chargers defense hasn't been great this year, but give me the oh they're they're most expensive defense on the slate. I, again, I don't ever look at pricing before the podcast. Um, I wrote down Chargers, but I don't love that now. Give me. Man, defense stinks this week. Give me the Jets. We just took like two that. defenses from the same, same game. Yeah. Must be the game with a 35 total. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. To the to the betting portion of the morning grind game against the spread, money line. What do you got for us? I think Detroit is a lot better than New Orleans. New Orleans is dealing with a ton of injuries as well. So give me uh, Detroit minus four going down to New Orleans. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. I, I like Detroit a lot in this spot. I, I mean, I was struggling with this one. Uh, there's nothing like jumping off the page to me. 
I like the Colts. I'll take Indianapolis um, minus one and a half here. That was the other one I was considering. I absolutely love that call. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I like Cleveland money line, um, but I, I'm crazy. Over under, what do you got for us on over under this week? Uh, give me Washington, Miami over 49 and a half. Don't see a lot of 50 totals in this day and age, uh, but this should be a good one. We know Miami can score and Washington is the type of team that whether they can keep up or not, they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep chucking. So should should be a ton of plays in this game. Uh, and I like Sam Howell to have a little bit of success through the air to, to put Washington on the board a little bit. Awesome game environment. I'm going to go back to the Lions Saints. Love the fact that this game is being played inside this time of year. Um, I'm going to go over 46 and a half. I got this at 45 and a half, but I still like it at 46 and a half. Uh, player prop. What do you got for us on the player prop this week? There is still a Michael Pittman 67 and a half, or there was right before we jumped on. I double checked to make sure it was still out there. He's up over 70 on almost every other book on FanDuel. He's 67 and a half receiving yards. I still like the over at 71 and a half, but. I mean, if you can grab the 67 and a half while it's still available, love that. I like his receiving prop too. Uh, I think it's at like six and a half. Yep. I am going David Montgomery. This is by far my, pre- I've already wrote this up on scores and odds, but um, over six and 62 and a half rushing yards this week. Absolutely love this. I think this number is way too low. I can't remember my write up word for word, but it, they, he's hit this a lot already this year. Let's see. Um, he has at least 65 rushing yards in seven of eight games this season. So there you go. That's what I wrote up on scores. About. Pick them play. Let's get our pick them, pick them on here. Um, hold on. I got to pull up. All right. Got that pulled up. Uh, give me a pick them play like this week. I was hunting for an Alvin Kamara reception prop, but it was not out yet. Um, so give me Tyreek Hill over 97 and a half receiving yards. I think he is really tr- truly trying for that 2000 yards. This is as good of a spot as any, if he doesn't go over a hundred yards in this spot, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to hear me say no. Um, this guy is just, he, he's on a level right now where he wants to put up 150 receiving yards every game and two us throwing them the ball. So um, I, I like that one a lot for our two pick play here. We're going to finish it out with, I'm checking really quick to make sure it hasn't moved and it's still up. I, I easily could have just searched. That would have been smarter, but uh, it's moved a little bit since I took it, but I'll still take it here. Uh, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton over 54, more than 54 and a half receiving yards. Um, so we got Tyree kill more than 97 and a half receiving yards. And we got Cortland Sutton more than 54 and a half receiving yards. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't think I have anything else. A couple exciting games, like you said. A couple real ugly games, like we've been seeing. Um, should be a fun slate overall, though. Tyreek and, and McCaffrey is going to be a fun decision. I think we're both on the Tyreek side, but McCaffrey is an awesome play, too. Should be a fun slate. Watch the weather. Kevin Roth to have a weather report up later this week. Um, pay attention to the weather. It's that time of the year where we're definitely paying attention to the weather more and more. Um, so... It's the like cold games. I don't think matter as much as like rainy, nasty games. So yeah, windy games are the worst. Windy games are the worst. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic week 13 back for week 14 next week. Good luck. We'll see you then.